3: Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free
1: Odyssey app. Oh, do we have
3: a show for you today? Busy show. We'll get you set for a super wild card weekend. The latest on Wink Martindale and Brian Dayball hating each other. <laughs> but Yankee fans, you people confuse me. I don't understand you people. We all agree that the New York Yankees need to add a pitcher. Maybe two, but they need to add a pitcher. Overall so agreement on that. Yankees need to add a pitcher. Mm-hmm. We're good with that. You know you have Garrett Cole. Great. You know that Carlos Redon has to be in the rotation making all that money. Great. You know that Nestor Cortez is in that rotation. And you know Clark Schmidt's in the rotation. So you need to add a pitcher. And so there are a few options out there. And over the last few hours, I have heard on this radio station, and I've heard from friends of mine who are Yankee fans, scream very loudly, I want Trevor Bauer. (laughs) I want Trevor Bauer. Who cares if he hasn't pitched in the Major League since 2021? Who cares if there is still accusations against him that are disgusting and disturbing? Who cares if MLB suspended him for a record amount of games? I want, I want, I want, I want. And then in the next breath, they have the audacity to say they don't want Marcus Stroman. Why? Because he hurt your feelings on Twitter? Why? Because he blocked you on social media? This makes no sense to me. Both of those guys can help you pitching-wise. So from a baseball standpoint, I welcome the debate. I would still pick Marcus Stroman because he's more reliable. But from a personality standpoint, you guys are so willing To give a second chance to Trevor Bauer, yet Marcus Stroman, who's a fine dude. Oh, he's active on social media. Oh, he may go after you. Oh, I can't have that. That doesn't make any sense
1: to me, Tiki. I'm confused. So, I think the perception of Marcus Stroman is what makes people not like him. That he is brash. That he's got an attitude. Yeah. That he says exactly what he feels. Yeah. Because yeah. we all know why he was upset with Brian Cashman, and we know, you know, that he has now deleted all of those upset tweets about Brian. Cashman. He shouldn't have done that, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, but he, look, if you deleted it, it, didn't happen, right? Isn't that how it works on social media? But he's also not a fool, right? He knows that he wanted to be a Yankee back in 2019 when he got traded uh, to the Mets. That he. Kind of still wants to be a Yankee, but he was almost, like, goading them, telling all of us how bad the rotation was, how basically you need me. It feels, like, I don't want to say childish, because it's not, like, I don't even know if children do that, but it just felt really petty. Yeah. Right? Very petty. That's all fair. But understandable for a guy who really believes in himself. And, you know, you talk about the Trevor Bauer side of this, and... All of these accusations that are hanging out over him, whether or not they were consensual or not. Major League Baseball did their own investigation outside of the police investigation and determined we don't want you in Major League Baseball. So that should tell you a lot. Now, I don't know what, but it tells you a lot. I worry if you bring in a guy like Trevor Bauer, what, the, what it does to the clubhouse. Right, what what the players now think about being associated or their wives being associated with Trevor Bauer. Now, I could be completely off base here, but when those things that are non-on-field related become so forward that you can't help but talk about them, it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? It just gets it gets odd. Now, if you're a really good dude, you can overcome it. Right. If you have a great clubhouse, you can overcome it. But I, I don't know if that's guaranteed. And if I'm an executive, that's more what I'm worried about. Look, he could be a great pitcher, right? He added a sweeper when he was in Japan, at least he told BT and Sal, right? He's done some – he started pitching faster. They put Put velocity on his fastball up to 98 or whatever he said it was. So he's – Obviously a really good pitcher, but it's those other things that we can't define or clarify that would worry the hell out of me. Both guys are very similar. Both guys are very
3: brash. Both guys will tell you what they think. Both guys have gotten in trouble on social media. One guy is accused of beating the crap out of women. Like, I'm sorry, let's just be blunt about this conversation. Marcus Stroman may have hurt your feelings on social media. Maybe he Maybe he blocked you. Mm-hmm. Maybe he said stuff about Brian Cashman that you also probably said. Maybe <laughs> he said something about you. I get it. He ain't perfect. I'm certainly not going to defend every tweet Marcus Stroman's ever had. But I tell you this, Marcus Stroman was never suspended by Major League Baseball for a hundred and some odd games. And so I find it odd that there are Yankee fans out there that would welcome in Trevor Bauer and everything that comes with it. And yet, Marcus Stroman, the answer is no to? And look, as far as how they are as pitchers, Trevor Bauer pitched fine in Japan. Trevor Bauer also didn't pitch in 2022. He also didn't pitch in the second half of 2021. Marcus Stroman's pitched the last few years. And he doesn't make every single start, but he makes the bulk of his starts. And he's good. And he's effective. And you know what else I know about Marcus Stroman? And Met fans, say what you want about the guy. I know he could pitch in New York mm. because I know he's a Long Island kid. And I know that he's done it here. And I know that he lives for the big moment. But I'll warn you about Marcus Stroman. When he pitches well, he's going to retweet people saying how well he pitched. (laughs) And that may bother you. But if we're talking about personalities and we're talking about stuff outside of pitching, because I'll welcome the baseball debate all day concerning Stroman versus Bauer. But if we're talking about the other stuff, I think it's easy. I think it's very easy and I think it's very straightforward. It's Marcus Stroman. I'm surprised at so many Yankee fans. I well, know they all have their reasons on why they would prefer to take the risk with Bauer
1: yeah. and well, not
3: with Marcus Stroman. Well,
1: hold on. Here's here's the here's the challenge in the conversation when you pit these two uh, potential Yankees, future Yankees against one another. Mm-hmm. One I think we have to assume that Trevor Bauer is not going to be partaking in all of those things that got him in the trouble in the first place, right? So this is past behavior. It's not current or future behavior that we're trying to adjudicate here. It's past behavior that he's done. So is he going to have to stand up and answer to some extent his, his teammates in the clubhouse? Yes, about who he is and what he's all about. Same thing with Marcus Stroman. That's past behavior. Is he going to change? Is it is it more likely to continue? Yeah, but we're talking about Twitter right? or X or whatever the heck it's called now. We're talking about social media. We're talking about I don't know fake vanity that comes from having a platform that everybody will follow you on. So it's it's so we're talking about with Trevor Bauer something that happened in the past, and we're talking with Marcus Stroman something that doesn't mean jack. Right? The only thing that ultimately comes comes to the fore is how are you going to pitch. How are you going to pitch? But
3: one other thing you mentioned, which is important. You said, "How is that person treated in that clubhouse? Is he respected? Do people like him? Are they accepting of him right. as a teammate?" I have not heard any stories about Marcus Stroman not being
1: accepted
3: me, as me a either. teammate. Me either. Now right, he's brash
1: and yeah, he's cocky, sure, and all that other stuff, right? He's got that little man, you know, s- you know, syndrome, right? But <laughs> I I'll, I'll take that. By the way, I love that. You know who else has that? Tyreek Hill has that. Yeah, I'd want him on my team, and I think that's why he's. Uh, he's fine in locker rooms or clubhouses because you kind of love that cocky dude, especially when he's your cocky dude. So I'm not worried about... Uh, Marcus Stroman in the clubhouse. I'm not necessarily worried about Trevor Bauer because if anything, he's honest, right? Maybe to a fault, he'll tell you everything, like we did, with, like he did with BT and Sal. If you missed it, go find it on the Odyssey app. But he'll he's he's open and it's brash and it's it's either good or bad depending how that locker room accepts you. So the question mark: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas?
2: selling a little or a lot
4: Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launcher Online Shop stage Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast
1: Is one, how are they going to pitch? How are they going to pitch in New York? And then how is the clubhouse going to receive them? I don't think that's an issue with Marcus Stroman. It might be. I'm not saying it will be, but it might be with Trevor Bauer. It's non-negotiable. Marcus Stroman cannot be signed by the New York Yankees.
0: But given the choice, <laughs> oh, why? it is absolutely Trevor Bauer why? over Marcus Stroman. What did Marcus
3: do? Did he block you? Did he hurt your feelings? Actually, he hasn't
0: you? yet. I'm sure that is due to come if he signs <laughs> with the Yankees. The bottom line is this. Can Stroman pitch? Absolutely he can. But the have we learned nothing in this town? Nothing in this town on what we have continued to deal with with Aaron Rodgers. On what we dealt with with Kyrie and KD. And yes, should athletes have their uh, you know opinion and voice their displeasures on Twitter like all of us? Fine, but Marcus Stroman goes above and beyond, singling out fans, media, anybody who dare criticizes him after a bad start. And is Trevor Bauer probably a bad guy? Yeah, could Trevor <laughs> Bauer be a problem in a locker room? Yeah. But I know for a fact, or maybe not for a fact, I assume Trevor Bauer to get back into major leagues is not signing anything more than a one-year deal. And maybe that's all that Stroman gets. Mm-hmm. At the first sign of trouble, if there is trouble with Trevor Bauer, you cut him. You get rid of him. You mm. eat it. You rip the Band-Aid off. He will not be able to ling- linger here long enough. You're not going to do that with Marcus Stroman. And undoubtedly, what will be a bigger distraction to the Yankee season is going to be Twitter spats and... And the media asking Marcus Stroman about said Twitter spat, since now we already have at least a little bit of a history of him calling fans in this town racist I and generaliz- generalizing that. There is no place for that here, and there's no place in the Yankee locker room on what is a critical year for them, by the way, and the GM to not have any distractions. In, in, in two- Trevor Bauer, bad guy, okay. not as big a distraction this In year.
3: 2021, Marcus Strowman made 33 starts. That was tied for the league lead in baseball. He had a 302 ERA. Marcus Strowman had a really, really, really good season for the New York Mets in 2000. 2021, okay, and he was on social media,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and he was active with fans, and yeah, yeah, he said some harsh things to people. Was that ever a distraction for the 2021 New York Mets when they collapsed, and they did? Did Marcus Stroman have anything to do with it? No, no. The answer is no, no, no. So when Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez gave the thumbs down, did Marcus Stroman have anything to do with it? No, no. Well, what you Str- think- no. but my point to you is, in a season that went horribly wrong for the Mets, I would say this four years later or three years later, however many years it's been, Marcus <laughs> Stroman was a block, was a rock. Not a block. Bless. He was a rock well, he could be for a that team.
1: He could be a block of a rock. That's
3: right. <laughs> Evan, Evan. And it was never a distraction. You know who it was a distraction for? For those that went on social media. For those that went back and forth for him. I'm a Met fan, diehard Met fan. I never interacted with him on social media because I didn't give a rat's ass. Mm-hmm. I watched him pitch and he did a damn good job. And yep. 220, twenty two two with the Cubs, he did a damn good job. And last year's a little different. He got off to a great start, got hurt, missed a lot of time, was bad in the second half. Fine. But he's never been
0: that distraction you're like worried nope, about. Because yeah. I, I think the distraction is still too common mounting. And I, I'm sorry, this is where I play the big brother, little brother thing. No offense to your cute 2021 New York Mets. We're talking about the New York Yankees in a one-year window potentially with Juan Soto, you said it yourself, that cannot afford the slightest chance of a distraction. Oh, oh <sighs> Hold on, real quick, real quick. Do you realize, and I respect that Trevor Bauer
3: is trying to rehab his image, mm-hmm. okay? He went on right here with BT and Sally, went on Fox News, and he's doing his best. He's begging for a job in Major League Baseball. No offense, that's what those interviews are. Uh, he is begging for a job. Trevor Bauer is still being accused of heinous stuff. What if it doesn't end the way Trevor Bauer tells us it's going to end? Then you cut bait right away. It's an embarrassment.
0: You would have done all your little research, you would have signed them, and then it would have blown up in your face Evan, in the middle of May. It's, it's an a- embarrassment for a couple days. If it blows up in Strowman's the continued, you know, just saying nonsense, or you can't criticize him without being called a racist, which is what Strowman basically does, that's a problem year long. And then you also can't cut Strowman, and then it becomes a major grievance where at Bauer, nobody's going to
1: care. Look, I understand what you're saying about Strowman. You can't generalize in a melting pot. You just can't. You just, yeah. Right. These peas don't taste good. It's not the peas. It's the, it's the, whatever, it's the, uh, the celery that actually right. is destroying this the soup. So he did that and people got offended by it. I hope that he learned from it. Right. When you, when you do something stupid like that, cause it was stupid. You, you generally, when you get called on it, which he did, you learn from those things. I have to assume that he's going to learn from those things. Now, to me. The only thing I want to talk to about regarding these two guys is what are they going to do to the team, right? What 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 can they do for the team? Meaning, how well do they pitch? And Trevor Bauer was damn near a Cy Young winner, right? And so, what what can Marcus Stroman do when he pitches? His numbers have they kind of year over year have. They faded a little bit. He's gone from three twenty to 395. I want to be fairness
3: is, about what happened right?
1: to him last year. So Marcus Stroman in the first half of the year was an all
3: star. He was amazing. Right. He had injury issues in the second half and pitched terribly when he pitched. So is that a long term concern? Because I think his 390 ERA is a little
1: not fair to him. I, I don't. It, it, it is what it is. This this is how people are going to look at this transaction or potential transactions. It's who is he? How does he pitch, right. and what is he going to do to our team? And I I don't think that Marcus Stroman is going to disrupt the team as much as Trevor Bauer potentially could. Now, you're right, Sean. It is a one-year deal. If it sucks and he's pitching terribly and he's he's doing things that, I don't know, are disrupting the, the, the juju of a team, you, you get rid of him. And you can't necessarily do that with Marcus, with Marcus Stroman. But I just feel like I would love a grinder. Right, the grinder is who I, is who I love on teams, and I, and he's not going to be your ace. Well, the, he's, he's not going to be your second starter, right? He he's that guy who fills and makes you deeper as a starter. And for you the got
3: Yankees. to ask yourself if you're a Yankee fan. We all agree they need a starter. I think that's kind of like a universal truth. I laid out what their rotation looks like right now. They need someone in the middle of that rotation. Yes. Well, Here's the good news: you have an ace. You have the ace. Mm-hmm. You have the best pitcher in this sport in Garrett Cole. So what do you specifically need in that rotation? For my money, a guy I can rely on. For me, a guy that can give me innings. And the reason I say that is because I can't trust Carlos Redon. I can't
1: trust Nestor Cortez. <laughs> Sorry, every time I say his name, it's just... You're, you're, uh, you expect uh, it. It's, like, just, wait. it's just not coming. I'm waiting for somebody to slap me
3: across the Nestor
0: face. Cortez.
1: There, there it is. is. I think Clark Schmidt's relatively reliable based on last year,
3: so I put him in there. But Radon and Cortez I can't rely on. So I want somebody in my rotation that I know is going to take the baseball every five days. I get it. It wasn't an injury with Trevor Bauer. I understand. He hasn't pitched in Major League Baseball consistently in years. Now, whether that's injury-related or suspended-related, does that matter? There's a risk-related, not just off the field, but on the field to Trevor Bauer. I would be more confident in the performance I'm going to get from Strowman than I am with Trevor Bauer, and so these are two interesting names because I don't think you have to break the bank to get either guy. You will to get Blake Snell yeah. coming off a of Cy Young season. You will to get Jordan Montgomery to not go back to Texas. But these two guys, you're not going to have to break the bank for. And I think it's an easy choice. And I'm surprised. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but I am surprised. That over the last few hours from a lot of my Yankee fan friends and those that I've interacted with, I've heard a heavy line of, Bauer deserves a chance, and no way Marcus Stroman. No way Marcus Stroman? We'll get to your reaction on it coming up, 877-337-6666. That's the toll-free number.
0: All right, Tommy just walked in. We don't have time to break the glass. We should do this before it breaks. The Giants and Wink Martindale have mutually agreed to part ways. That (laughs) saga is over. And an NFL stunner, Pete Carroll is out as Seahawks head coach.
1: Break it again.
0: Now, Pete Carroll is being fired or Pete Carroll is resigning? This tweet from Adam Schefter just three minutes ago. Pete Carroll is expected to be out as the Seahawks head coach, per sources, though he still could remain in the organization, just not as the head coach.
1: Interesting. Wow. lot
0: to digest. We'll
3: get to both of those stories, plus your calls on Stroman versus Bauer. Like I said, it's a very, very, very busy Wednesday. And I remind you, tomorrow at this time is a special throwback Thursday. We'll be exclusively on 660 AM, and you don't want to miss it. Legendary voices, legendary jingles. We're going legendary because we will be exclusively on 660 tomorrow at two o'clock, we're on day three of the NFL offseason, and boys are getting interesting. Couple of pieces of breaking news if you're just tuning in. Number one, the soap opera between the New York Giants and Wink Martindale has now concluded because the Giants and Wink Martindale have quote mutually parted ways. So for the last forty-eight hours, we had that little back and forth with Wink's pissed at Dayball. Well, first it was he's coming back, then it was let's fire a few of his assistants. Then Wink's pissed off he's resigning. Oh, wait, he hasn't resigned. Now he's on a plane to Florida. Mm-hmm. The Giants don't know where he is. They may fire a, a file a missing persons report. That's a joke, obviously. <laughs> and now there's a mutual parting of the ways. According to Jordan Ronan, here's the agreement. Wink Martindale was owed $3 million in the final year of his contract. Wink doesn't get those $3 million. Wow. Stays with the New York Giants. What does Wink get? Wink is now
1: free. To sign elsewhere without restrictions. So that means he will be a consultant for the Philadelphia Eagles by the weekend and likely their defensive coordinator next season. Sounds about right, yes. So Wink wins. <laughs> Wink wins. Well, he doesn't get his $3 million. No, but he'll get
0: $3 million on the next stop next year. And if he's with the Eagles, diagramming plays to beat the Giants, Wink wins. Well, Wink wins, but what do you want the Giants to do? Not let him be a coordinator next year? You know what? Sit there, pal.
1: You know what? You don't have to be, be a coordinator. Don't be a coordinator for the Philadelphia Yeah. Freaking Eagles! We control your out <laughs> on Careful where you go. Either
3: you,
0: yeah, you come to agreement, you can't go to these teams, or we get compensation from Look, the Eagles.
3: Both sides wanted to break up. This is one of those. Usually, mutual is not a word I totally agree with, but this was mutual because Wink was done with the Giants, clearly, because he's been leaking crap probably for the last couple of weeks and months and didn't have a great relationship with Brian Dayball.
1: Mutual, but not amicable.
3: Right, not amicable at all. Dayball sits there with that grin on Monday morning saying, yeah, we intend on having him back, Mm. and then cuts his knees off by firing two of his assistants. So Dayball was done with Wink. Wink was done with Dayball. This is a messy divorce. There's no doubt about it. But sometimes messy divorces can be mutual because you guys were sick of each other. (laughs) I mean, isn't that obvious? Wink didn't want to sleep with you anymore. You didn't want to sleep with him anymore. And now you're gone. Giants get to keep their money. They now search for a defensive coordinator. And Wink Martindale can take any damn job he wants, including the job in Philadelphia, to fix that crappy Eagles defense. So that's breaking story number one. Number two, and this is a shocker, Pete Carroll, who for my money is a Hall of Fame head coach. Obviously, we all remember that one year he had with the Jets. He's not a Hall of Famer for that one year, 6 and 10, or the three years in New England. But how many years was he in Seattle? They get to multiple Super Bowls. They win a championship, and the Seahawks and Pete Carroll are, quote, are they mutually parting, too, Tiki? Is that how they're wording it? They
1: are amicably, (laughs) no, not parting, amicably agreeing to transition Pete Carroll's role to a front office advisor position. Oh, wow. He's one of the winningest coaches. I think he's the winningest coach in Seattle history. He will help build the next championship Seattle team. So he's not fired, despite me reading Chiron's in the break from certain networks that he was fired. He is still going to work for the Seahawks, just not as their head coach, and he will help with the transition in some ways. By the way, for me and for many others, a Chiron is what? A Chiron is that little thing on the bottom of every news Thing that you see. Gotcha. Right? So it just it gives you information that's not being talked about. Well, sometimes it's was talked about on the screen, but it's the thing you see on the bottom of TV screen. Gotcha. So he news. was not on news and regular news.
3: That's right. And sometimes on our SNY broadcast, which actually is starting early today, three thirty to five thirty. So that's a stunner. So Pete Carroll, out as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, that has the number of coaching vacancies now up to seven. And we wait on the Patriots. That could be eight, even though the assumption is New England. would then bring in Mike Vrabel. So we've got the Chargers, Raiders, and Titans, the Commanders, the
1: Panthers, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. This is going to be a a tumultuous offseason, but very interesting. Yeah. Because we're going to have the same conversations about who's the next head coach. The whole Rooney Rule conversation is going to get thrown in there again. We have a bunch of quarterbacks that are likely – on the move. Joe Flacco, depending on what he does with the Cleveland Browns. Russell Wilson is already kind of out, even though you're starting to hear that maybe they might keep him. It's just weird what's going on with Denver and Russell Wilson. I got to believe that Geno Smith is no longer the guy in Seattle, despite his success over the last couple of seasons. Uh, there's running backs that are free. right? Derek Henry is going to be free. Saquon is free. Josh Jacobs is free. I mean, this is this is going to be a... A heavy-moved offseason no for a lot
3: of players and coaches. One of the rumors out there on why Seattle moved on from Pete Carroll is that they're really interested in bringing back Dan Quinn, who mm. was their defensive coordinator. Under P. Carroll, before he got the head coaching job in Atlanta, mm. and then subsequently the coaching job in Dallas.
1: Right? Doesn't Dan Quinn need to hang around in case Mike McCarthy gets canned if they lose? Well, you guys always <laughs> are on to fire, Mike McCarthy. It's amazing. Does, if he loses to the to the Green Bay Packers yeah, at home okay. in the wild card round, yeah. and let's say that it's not particularly close, it's just embarrassingly bad. I would, I would not, I would. I would think he is definitely going to get I fired. I agree. I think he's in a lot of trouble. It's just right. amazing how you, giant people, man, you just love to fire Mike McCarthy. It's not Mike McCarthy <laughs> necessarily, it's just turmoil in Dallas. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I hate fat people. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Can I start a
3: fake rumor that just popped into my head about Dan Quinn going back to Seattle? Please. Sure. He's going to need a quarterback because he probably doesn't love Geno Smith. Bring so why does. Yeah, don't steal it from me! Well, I mean, right, just
0: take it then. Go ahead. I'll just take what all of Twitter is saying. Oh, everybody's uh, saying it already? Yes. Ah,
1: damn it. Could Russ go back home? I
3: thought I was being original.
1: They, they bring Russell Wilson back to Seattle. Well, why would he do that? Why would who do that? Why would Dan Quinn do that? He needs a quarterback. Okay, but why would you bring that quarterback back? It's a Seattle legend, <laughs> you know? Maybe I, Durant could is. trade to Oklahoma City. <laughs> the of the
0: year.
3: It's, it's all coming full circle. And as we open the show, Long Islander Marcus Stroman comes back to New York. There it is. And Yay. gets to play for the Yankees. Marcus Stroman is a free agent. He has been have forgotten about baseball free agent this year.
1: Dude, there's like 29 or 30 of these top free agents
3: that are still sitting out there. No, you're right. And a lot of them, including starting pitchers like Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. And the other day, John Morosi tweeted that the Yankees are the favorites to actually sign Marcus Stroman. And that has caused many a Yankee fan to say they don't want him. Meanwhile, some of those same people want to take a flyer on Trevor Bauer. And that makes no sense to me. Zero. I would rather have Marcus Stroman than Trevor Bauer. We'll get to your calls. More footballs as the show rolls on as well, 877-337-6666. Dominic in Belmore, New York. Kick us off, Dominic. What's up? What's up, Dom? Hey, guys. How you doing? I want to make like
5: a uh, an analogy that I think makes sense. Uh, put Trevor Bauer and Dr. Kevorkian together. Like Just because somebody says that they want you to do something, does that mean that you got to do it? Like, <laughs> if someone came up to you in a parking lot and said, punch me in the face, does that mean you're going to do it? That makes you a bad person that looks for an excuse. And that's, even though I don't like Marcus Stroman with, you know, whatever you want to call it, like his race baiting, whatever, he didn't do anything like that.
3: No, it's not even in the same stratosphere. Yeah. That's why it, it it's weird to me that people would be in such a rush to give a second chance to Trevor Bauer. And yet, a guy who doesn't need a second chance because he hasn't screwed up in that regard, you're like, no, that's a distraction. What's the distraction? Because he's going to say mean things to you on social media? Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not going to touch the uh, sadomasochist sexual tendencies of people. (laughs) Just not going there. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Let's go to Rich in Brick, New Jersey. What's up, Rich?
5: Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing today? All's good, Good. Rich. Well, here is a first I agree with Marash. <laughs>
4: wow. oh,
5: I man. can't believe it. You and did Congratulations. Here's, and here's my reason why. Go it's ahead. not because of second chances or anything else like that. But, Evan, yeah. you can appreciate numbers. Yeah. Because that's what you do. Okay. He has a career 6.06 ERA in Yankee Stadium.
3: He does. You no, want me, no, want me want to argue about that. that, though? I can argue with about that very easily.
5: When's, the last, you time, when's the last
3: time he made a start at Yankee Stadium? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, by the way, if you're not sure, because you're right. I want to help him out. Marcus Stroman has bad numbers at Yankee Stadium. He's right. Ding, ding, ding. I'll give you the numbers. Am i Am not going to lie? Six ERA and 11 starts. That's terrible. That is terrible. Here's the problem. A lot of those numbers are from 2017. A lot of those numbers are from 2018. Does that really scare you? Are you trying to tell me that stats from six years ago On a pitcher that's only gotten better and has grown. That scares you? The last start Marcus Stroman made at Yankee Stadium was 2021. A very average five-inning, three-run start. Nothing great, nothing terrible. Mm -hmm. His last start before that was 2019. So people will throw that at you. And I understand it. Because, hey, numbers are numbers. He's bad at Yankee Stadium. I can't dispute it. But sometimes with numbers, you have to look deeper. Are you really saying... You're afraid of a guy's struggles seven years ago in your stadium is why you don't want to sign him?
0: Well, just because he hasn't done it a lot lately doesn't mean that trend wouldn't continue. I mean, What makes you think it would? Because he was still a damn good pitcher in Toronto, an all-star there. I mean, you're acting like he all of a sudden became good the last two years, and that's what's changed. No, but you're judging it on numbers that are old. And I'll tell you something else you're judging it on. When he pitched at Yankee Stadium, who'd he face? Uh, well, I'm going to say not John Carlos Stanton because he's probably hurt. No, I'm going to say the Yankees. <laughs> All right. I'm
3: not looking yeah. for anything deeper than that. He faced the Yankees.
1: Right. Six years ago, Yankees. The six By years way. ago, Yankees. By the way, it's not as uh, bad as is in Texas. Uh, where is he? Texas. DRA is 12. <laughs> really? twelve forty six. Well, watch it's out. Only, it's only two starts. But. Watch out for that divisional series start. <laughs> yeah. It. Exactly.
0: But So you're
3: judging Marcus Stroman's horrible 17 and 18, because that's really where it's based from. Those two years where he made five starts in those two years against a really good 17 Yankee team, led by Aaron Judge's historical season. And then in 2018, when Giancarlo Stanton did play, the Yankees won 100 games that year. So those five starts... At Yankee Stadium against that
0: particular Yankee team <laughs> six years ago is why you don't want to sign him, correct? Okay, so at Yankee okay. Stadium, if I'm facing other big American League lineups in big American League but it series. Was six years
1: ago is the point. It's not that it was the stadium or the Yankees' prolific bats, it was the fact that it was six years ago, and he's become a better pitcher over the six years. At 32 or going on 33, he's a better pitcher than he was at. 26 or 27. Or he's not very good in the ballpark. What?
0: Well, I'm just saying, look, by the way, I might dismiss that. I'm just saying, I don't think it's you It's an can... outlier. Go look at every other ballpark. You, would you like me to? But, but people one. struggle at just
1: Yankee Stadium. The short porches, one. all of just that. Name one. Can
0: you name a ballpark
3: All right, TV, Camden
1: Yards. Camden Yards. No, don't pick that one. He struggles there. Did he? <laughs> Where is he good exactly? <laughs> he's been very, very good at, let's see. Fenway's numbers are pretty good. Chase, he's been good. What about course he has been, okay, because there's 20 two starts in Philadelphia, Sorry. tremendous. Right. Yeah. Really Philly good Citizens better. Bank, he's been amazing. Oh,
0: he's good at Citizens Bank. You Coors know what? Field,
1: you which he shouldn't be. Little pitcher and it placed at sales, three twelve. Been Dodger Stadium's only two starts. Wait a minute, okay. wait a minute, wait a minute. You just said something, Tiki. What's that? What did you
0: say? What, what, what do we mean? About Coors Field and Marcus Stroman? I'm gonna You said little pitcher, ball falls out of, Now suddenly, not a problem with the little guy. Pitcher. <laughs> Stop! I thought, I, thought like, I thought you hated short
1: pitchers. I don't, I don't like. I don't like little quarterbacks. Huh. I don't like. Little I thought pitchers Yamamoto's height was scare posted you. from a Japanese league that's not nearly the same equivalent as Major League huh. Baseball. Okay. Let's yeah. go to Joe in Rockland, New York. What's up, Joe? Shut up. <laughs> hey
5: guys, how's it going? Long time listener, big fan of y'all. Can you hear me? Yep, we got
1: you, Joe. What's up, dude?
5: Hey, guys. All right. So I wanted to talk about Trevor Bauer. Uh, Like I said, first time caller. Uh, I might never get the chance to call again. But let me preface this by saying uh, no means no with women. So I don't want people to get the wrong idea about me when I discuss women. But I will say as a 30 year old man in the tri-state area, Mm -hmm. you know, one, I you know, I don't really think what he did was wrong. He was never committed of a crime. He was never he never was legally indicted of a crime or arrested of a crime you know some women nowadays they're like that like they go on and you know they try and go for the best just be careful and
1: don't generalize women because they're all
5: different
1: joe 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 joe
3: Joe, let me just throw this in there for you and i'm not the biggest fan of rob manfred i'm not saying everything they do is perfect major league baseball investigated him and gave him the biggest suspension in the history of the sport why do you think they did that
5: because you have to make an example of him in today's society. No, you don't. Something I like mean, you don't happens, have to. They didn't
3: make an example of Aroldis Chapman. They didn't make an example of Marcelo Zuna. Like, there all have been other times right. where they could have made that example, and they made a massive example of Bauer. And maybe I'm naive for saying this, Joe. I believe that MLB's investigation showed them stuff mm-hmm. that they were like, whoa. Whoa, this is big. And it's more than one woman. And that's what I think MLB found. And I'm not a believer that because he said mean things about Rob Manfred, Rob is so petty that he said, I'm
1: going to give you the biggest suspension in the history of the sport. So now that it's a few, not a few, but a couple years removed, and what is Major League Baseball's stance now on Trevor Bauer? Because clearly he's trying to get back in. He has served his time. So they're going to be fine? Well, okay, so there are two different things here. So I defended Major League Baseball in that last
3: sentence, saying, hey, I'm going to trust them that when they did their research and they gave them that suspension, they clearly saw something that bothered them. Right now, publicly, MLB will tell you he served his suspension. And if a team wants to sign him, they have every right to sign him. Mm -hmm. Now, want to get a little clandestine? Yes. Is it possible MLB behind the scenes are telling owners, don't touch the guy? Absolutely. I would never rule that out. I think that is entirely possible that that may happen behind the scenes. and. If no Major League Baseball team signs Trevor Bauer, I'm sure there'll be many that will believe that
1: conspiracy, even if it's possible that 30 owners decided on their own, we don't want to touch this. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's weird because there used to be a time where being great as an athlete, it it obscured everything. Didn't matter what mm-hmm. you did. Didn't matter what the accusation was. You're going to be on the field. You're going to perform excellently, and no one's going to, no one's going to continue to talk about it because the, the the venues or the the platforms to do so were were limited. Now, if you're an owner or general manager and you sign a guy who is just really unpopular for gross reasons, you're gonna hear about it forever. Mm-hmm. Like you're never gonna live it down. And so I think that might factor into we're, why we don't we won't see a like a, a desperate push to go sign Trevor Bauer, despite. Being a pretty good pitcher,
3: yeah. I think every team is different based on their situations. Carl in Stamford, Connecticut. Hey, Carl,
1: gentlemen, how are we doing today? Good. Uh, I got a,
5: I got a couple of points to make just here, real fast. Yep. And and Tiki, I, I, you're the you're the one and only uh, great Giants running back. Can you not tell me that there were people on your 2000 championship team? Well, I'm sorry. Run to the championship Super Bowl.
6: You didn't like NFC championship team. Let's call it NFC championship (laughs) team. (laughs) Sorry, Um, sorry.
1: Yeah, um, not despised, but didn't did not get along with. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. And Evan on the '86
5: Mets team. Do you yes. think any of those dudes wanted to beat the living hell out of each other? <laughs> yes. Did?
1: yes, they did. They actually yeah. did. Okay, so, yes. man, but, then they got, but then they got drunk and high together, and it was like, <laughs> okay. it's all good. So, so, so,
5: and let's go to Moran. Yeah, but wait, wait, and, wait, wait, hold on real quick.
1: Real, r- real quick, what
3: is the overall point? Because I'm curious where you're going with it.
5: My po- overall point is I don't care if it's Todd Cobb ro- rolling out of the graves. I don't care if it's Stroman or Bauer. Put him in Pinchypes. Put him in the blue hat and, over at Shea. They need the pitch. I don't care who it is. As long as it puts a ring on someone's finger, what's the difference? Hmm.
3: Look, I think ultimately when a team wins a World Series, you're right. Lawrence Taylor's not the greatest guy in the world either. And Sean named his daughter after him. Right, That's just the reality. Now, Sean's in the bathroom right now, so he can't defend himself. Yeah, he's taking a dump. (laughs) (laughs) Wendy's combined with last night, too much for him.
1: But I want to answer this honestly. Yeah, it was those those vodka drinks, those sparkling vodka drinks. Yeah. Fake alcohol drinks. <laughs> Fake
3: alcohol? We were boozing up? Drink a up. beer, dude. Oh, stop.
1: We were boozing it up at the garden last night. More on that
3: later. I, tell me if I'm a hypocrite, because I want to be honest about this. When the Mets decided to bring Jose Reyes back, after mm-hmm. Jose Reyes, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to be blunt about what happened, right? because sometimes people need to hear that. I think he threw his girlfriend through a glass table. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's awful. Right. Like, it's disgusting. And I stood here on this radio station, not to be holier than thou, I was being honest. I didn't want him on my team. Now, once he's on my team, am I rooting for him? Of course. Now, if that makes me a hypocrite, I'm a hypocrite. Trevor Bauer can't be on the New York Mets. Why can't Trevor Bauer be on the New York Mets? Because the New York Mets, as a franchise, within the last three years, had to fire a general manager because he was sexting a woman who had no interest Mm -hmm. in getting those messages from him. It was embarrassing for the organization. It was embarrassing for him. And it was an awful look. And it's wrong, right? The New York Mets also, we found out later, and this is not Steve Cohen's fault, we found out that their manager was openly harassing women to the point where I heard media members, not to call them out, yeah. say after the fact, oh, yeah, it was an unknown. We, we all knew. Yeah. Oh, you all knew? You all knew that Mickey Calloway was a pig? So this franchise has already dealt with that in the last four years. Are you really willing, on a team that, yeah, maybe if everything breaks right, they're good, signing a guy who still has an accusation out against him? Can you imagine if on May 12th, it comes out that Trevor Bauer lied to Sal and BT on the air? Would that really stun you? That he sat here and said, nothing will come out of it. Everything's mm-hmm. been proven untrue, blah, blah, blah. And we find out he lied. He
1: wouldn't be the first person to come on this radio station and lie to our face. Yeah, and somewhere else, maybe it's not a big story. But here would be a massive story,
3: and specifically and, with the Mets, yeah. who had to get rid well, of, of a general course, manager. Of course,
1: but it would be a massive story because it's New York. Because we would talk about it for days. Uh, fans would call in about it for days. The the newspapers and blogs they would write about it for days, and it you couldn't live it down. So it, it would you'd have to go back to the nuclear option that Sean brought up. Sign them, and if it anything comes out, you just cut them. But then that's a waste of the ten million dollars that. Steve Cohen only wants to spin from now on. <laughs> don't get it
3: that. Don't, don't start
1: with that because I don't believe that. Crap. I, I, I'm just saying what I heard. I, I will address
3: that, but I'll tell you why I don't believe that coming up. You got something to say, Sean? You're smiling at me. No, I was
0: just laughing because he's right. Just cut him.
1: We yeah. also
3: all know that you just went to the bathroom. You know how we know that? Because a caller directed a question at you. Yes. Of he, course.
1: And you, you were there.
0: It's been six months on this show. There's been six callers directing in question at me. They direct one now? Yes. Ah, I drank on a Tuesday night. The stomach's a little flimsy right now. It? <laughs> so from drinking last night, we were all at the Nick game last
3: night. Wait, that that was what
1: you drank.
0: Yeah, and I also mixed. You
1: it's still what? have
0: physical issues all these hours later? Dude, when you go to a game,
1: drink <laughs> a beer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I was having great product all over the Unless place. Unless you're loogie. Bluey, w- you know, looks like he shouldn't drink a beer. I am also on a <laughs> I'm a manscaper, yes. <laughs> I'm also on a, I'm, sh- I'm
0: dang dang. <laughs> a specialized diet when I defer midweek. It tends to be some flimsy situations. So
3: your situation is all based on last night having a few drinks and eating some
0: burgers? Yeah, That's your the- bathroom situation based on a Knicks game last night? And, uh, you know, I backed it up with a not so healthy but delicious lunch. Okay. Mm. And, uh, you know, stomach was uh, when the boats are rocking, don't come a knocking. We sent in the Coast Guard for him. When he was in the- <laughs> Let's go to Scott in Northport. How
3: are
1: you, Scott? What up, Scott?
3: Good. How are you doing?
1: Good, man. Good. All
3: right. So
5: here we go. I, I know what Evan's trying to do. As usual. <laughs> what am
3: I trying to do? Go I'm right. being
5: honest. After the the Mets have uh, taken all the Yankees' casting away, you're trying to throw a cast of a
1: You know what? <laughs> oh, that's a good call,
5: Scott. That's a good call. You're yeah, so, right. Anyway, so let's just move on because no one cares about the Mets anyway. They're not a serious team. Um, the Yankees should sign Bauer just from a business perspective. Why is that? It's, a, it's not going to cost him a lot of money. And he's hungry. He's got to rebuild his whole life. As a number 2, number 3 guy, why why wouldn't you take the risk?
3: Can I tell you why? As a Yankee fan, because you're right. The Mets are relevant in this. The Mets shouldn't be interested in either guy. More on that later for the five minutes we spend on them. Do you agree that where the Yankees are built right now, they need reliability? They need a guy who's going to take the baseball every five days and give them innings? Because you don't know if you're going to get that from a Don and Cortez. Do you agree with that assessment? Yeah. So why would you take the quote-unquote risk on a guy who last year was in Japan and the year before that didn't pitch in Major League Baseball and the year before that missed half the season? Why would you do that?
5: Because from a business perspective, he's so desperate. You could pay him whatever you want. If he has no one else calling, it's not like he has to be the number
3: two. Go out and sign Snell, too. But aren't you—I get it. I get it from a, hey, there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. And I don't know what kind of contract Stroman's going to get. Like, the one thing that has not been reported is what kind of deal is he getting. He may have to settle on a one-year deal. That's the mistake you guys may be making. Strowman had a bad second half last year. Mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman has not had a robust market. Would it stun me if Marcus Stroman is signing a one-year deal at $21 million? Absolutely not. Now, Bauer would make less money, but one-year deal is a one-year deal when you're the New York Yankees. Marcus Stroman, to me, and this is baseball now. It's all baseball. I think is more reliable than Trevor Bauer.
1: Hmm. Trevor
3: the, oh, Bauer why, oh, has not pitched because in a few Only years. because
1: you've seen it. Only because you've—and Trevor Bauer— pitch. He just was pitching in Japan. Well, but he didn't pitch in 2022. True. But, and he didn't pitch in the second half of but, 2021.
0: But he pitched in Japan where we have no problem blindly throwing money bags at other guys pitching in Japan, not pitching right, here.
3: Right. So, First of all, he didn't go to Japan and put up Yamamoto numbers either, by the way. Oh, now, you're
0: numbers. not paying him 300 mil
3: either. And he hadn't
1: pitched for a year and a half. So, I mean, he had to get back into it. He was learning new pitches, okay. as he said. Do you He got th- stronger. He put more velocity on his fastball. All those things. I mean, it's it's repeated it's repetition that gets you good at what you're doing and when you don't do it for a while at least not at a competitive nature it, I mean you lose it a little bit
3: okay right? who's more reliable who would you feel better about next year because it's all about next year for the Yankees I think we've come together on this is a make or break year for them Juan Soto may be here for a year he may be gone after a year who would you feel more confident about giving you those 28
1: starts And pitching well. Marcus Stroman or Trevor Bauer? Marcus Stroman. I agree with you. So then you agree with me? I agree with you, but I'm just saying I can't fully discount Trevor
3: Bauer. I'm not discounting him. I'm saying I trust Stroman more. I think Stroman's more reliable. And this is away from the the off-the-field Twitter stuff. (laughs) This is simply, I think Marcus Stroman is more likely to take the baseball 27 times and pitch for the Yankees this year as
0: compared to Trevor Bauer. I mean, Trevor Bauer's career ERA the postseason also is a full point lower than Stroman, too, which isn't that what it's always all about for the Yankees? Yeah, we're doing I this mean, again. No, but it does matter. Okay, so Bauer hasn't pitched in a while either, just like Stroman, and he spots. Evan, the Yankees are building a team right now where, you said it yourself, they're all in to win a World Series. I know, but So you... why wouldn't I then have the more reliable guy in those big moments? Because what you're
3: doing with the postseason stuff, and not what you did, but what a caller did about the Yankee Stadium stuff, is you're citing things from six years ago. And I think we'd have to agree. Like, does that really matter? Mm. Like,
0: honestly. But how he pitched against the, the Yankees in 20 Do you think Marcus Stroman can't pitch in the playoffs? Can't? No. Do you think, Do Marcus I think Stroman- he's a big time pitcher in the playoffs? No. He's a very good eatings, uh, in, eating center, innings <sighs> eater, uh, 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 with high upside, but he kind of is what he is. He's not like some kind of lockdown ace. Yeah. And that's the point. If Marcus Stroman had the talent of Garrett Cole, would I be all about it despite? all... Yes, but you the know, juice ain't worth the squeeze. No, but Man. here's the
3: problem with the postseason crap. Because I want to go. I want. I want to dive into this deeper. We go on Baseball Reference, we see an ERA and say, oh, not good." Mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman pitched a wild card game and pitched damn well in that wild card game.
0: So what does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean nothing? To I you? didn't call him an abomination in the playoffs. I told you Bowers better in the okay, playoffs. So you're citing from eight years ago. A
3: collection of five starts each, essentially, to say that guy's that much better than the other guy in the if postseason. I, but if
0: I, you're asking me to make a decision between one of the two, yeah, I'm you sorry, have to, you
3: have to use some sort of, of metric to decide. Yeah, but Tiki, he's using the metrics and twisting it how he wants. No, but, but Evan, isn't that
0: what we do?
1: With I, every, of stat? course. That's and why by the stats way,
0: lie to you—that's why he hates that sometimes. So dismiss the point. Then Trevor Bauer hasn't pitched in the major leagues the last two years. Marcus Stroman did. So if we're using that mindset, then I can't use anything from Trevor Bauer. Because he hasn't pitched to the major no. leagues. Until- bad backstanding.
3: What I'm saying to you is what happened more recently matters a hell of a lot more than what
0: happened in 2017. So, that, that's we're, that's so then saying. we're double punishing Bauer. Not only for being probably a bad guy with weird sexual tendencies, but also for the fact that he hasn't pitched and we don't have a recent track record. No, I, here's what I can't get past,
3: and you haven't admitted it yet, and I find it to be hypocritical. Yankee fans are still bitter about the fact that Marcus Stroman criticized your team on social media. What's well, the problem? And you know what's funny about his criticisms? Everything he said about the Yankees is exactly what Yankee fans say. They spend a lot of money and they don't win. Brian Cashman's an idiot. Like, basically every opinion Marcus Stroman has ever uttered on social media
0: is the same opinion as Joe Yankee fan. <laughs> Do you think so- Hold on. <laughs> Do you think right now, if I took to Twitter and said Spike Esken is an idiot, two <laughs> minutes later I'd be saying, Spike, please hire me?
1: Well It depends on if you deleted that tweet.
0: And then I deleted the tweet, and everybody <laughs> screenshot to set the spike, but I've been putting no I wanna, please sign I wanna,
3: me. I want to answer that question. And I'm gonna compliment Brian Cashman. And I'm gonna compliment what I think Spike Eskin would do. Okay. Brian Cashman said about Marcus Stroman years ago, we thought about acquiring him in 2021, but we were gonna use him out of the bullpen which was an insult to Marcus Stroman. Brian Cashman has been called kind of bad things by Marcus Stroman on social media, and yet Brian Cashman is a bigger man that as he sits here, and Stroman too, as he sits here today, he's willing to sign a guy who's openly criticized him. So as far as our boss is concerned, if you went out there and said Spike Eskin's a schmuck, but then you sent him a really good tape, I believe Spike would make the best programming decision. And he would take his feelings for you and put them aside. And clearly, both Brian Cashman and Marcus Stroman are able to do that because it's best for business. It's best for the Yankees, and it's best for Marcus Stroman. And so if you were so damn good on the radio, despite your constant attacks of Spike, now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about Spike Eskin. Maybe he's a bitter little bad <laughs> word. I don't know.
0: I kind of think he's bigger than that. Well, I, I also think he think, would look past that and say, "You know what? Good for business. I'm going to bring you in." I also think he's a better GM than Brian Cashman, so that's neither here nor there. Or maybe, just maybe, Cashman is doing this knowing he's never going to sign Stroman just to make sure Blake Snell's price comes down.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> that what
0: it's all about? Let's go to Tommy and West Babylon. Hey, Tommy.
5: What's hey, up, guys, Tommy? How are you? What's Good. up? Good. I think what the Yankees need to focus on is they need a closer. And uh, before we talk about Trevor Bauer or Marcus Stroman, I think we should try to sign Josh Hader. Uh, the Yankees' bullpen right now is what I call they have like value arms, Tommy Kane, Lee, yep, uh yep, Clay Holmes. Right. You know, I, I wouldn't really call them closers. You got Garrett Cole, arguably the best pitcher in baseball. You sign Josh Hader, he may have a 20-game
3: win. Tommy, season. Tommy you are 1,000% right. I completely agree with you, and I've made this, I made this point about a week ago to you that they need to add a starting pitcher, mm-hmm. which is what we're discussing right now, no doubt. Stroman, Bauer, maybe Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Carlos Carrasco. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Stop. To me, the game-changing move for the New York Yankees is Josh Hader. Because when you look at this bullpen, and I thought our last caller described it very well, look who's in that bullpen. Who do you trust? You trust Clay Holmes? By the way, Wandy is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Mets may pursue him. In fact, they are. The Yankees don't... Of course don't... they are. He's a former Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up, man. Yeah, the Yankees, that was an easy one. The Yankees don't have that lockdown bullpen arm. And here's what's funny about the Yankees' success over the last seven years. They always do. Whether it's a as Chapman whether it was Andrew Miller years before that, whether it was Mariana Rivera, whether it was Rafael Soriano for a year. And yeah, briefly, Clay Holmes became that guy. Right now, other than assuming Clay Holmes is just that guy for now on, which I'm not sure he is, I think Josh Hader would make the biggest impact. But that doesn't mean you can't also add a starter because they need both. Like, if I'm being honest about what takes the Yankees from where they are now, which is good. I mean, they added Juan Soto. It's a big move. They're better today than they were before they added. Yes. Juan Soto. The two things they need, in my humble opinion, is a reliable starting pitcher Marcus Stroman <laughs> and a dominant closer, Josh Hader. That will cost you a lot of money but I'll tell you right now, Tiki, no hate, no troll. No, I mean, You look, add those two guys, you're one of the favorites in the American You're,
1: you're already spending a lot of money this year and you're going to end up spending 28, 29 on Soto in arbitration, right? We don't even know the number yet. But About 33, go, yeah. It's going to be a lot of money. Yep. Might as well add Stroman and 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 hater because both those guys are going to be 17 to 20 million dollars a year each. I agree. um, I think in bullpens, you need that. But they're shorter deals. And I think that makes it swallowable. Well, the problem with. What'd you say? Swallowable. (laughs) Gotcha. Hard Um, to say, actually. Say it.
0: Swallowable. I'm not getting
3: clipped. (laughs) Stick it down your throat. Oh, my God. (laughs) The problem with hater is. He's asking for the biggest contract in the history of Closers. His contract is very (laughs)
1: spittable. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.